0: Okay, so my son just woke up, so he's talking a lot. He wants banana. 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 But baby, 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 hold on, hold on a minute. Okay, so I was just, I was thinking this while I was talking to my son, because he loves, he's talking, but he's not talking in the English language that I speak. And I was just thinking about how a lot of people, Will say that well, my child is autistic, or my child has ADHD, or they, they give some kind of diagnosis that a doctor or somebody else would have given to them, and it just I don't believe in none of that stuff. I really don't. How do you not know, for example, baby, here's Nana, you want banana? I, you need a diaper on now. Come here. <laughs> I don't believe in any of that stuff, though, about my child's autistic. They're not talking at a certain age. There's something wrong with them and all Mm those other kind of stuff. This is stuff coming from people. Got to remember that. Okay? Too many voices traveling the world. Is this coming from God or coming from the devil? Because only the devil is going to be condemning folks. You are already so condemned when you've sinned and you're not saved yet, right? But he's going to be condemning you even more. He's going to try to get you to go back into your old habitual ways when you're born again through your faith in Christ to continue to do what you used to do. So you used to condemn yourself when you believed his lies and he wants you to continue listening to him because, you know, he's he's a sore loser because he already lost. Jesus Christ has overcome sin and death at the cross. He lost at the cross. You <laughs> lost at the cross. So anyway, I don't believe in autism and, and ADHD and all of that other stuff. I do believe, though, that people may have certain tendencies that can cause them... To be weaker in other areas than other people, but that does not mean you have you're deficient in anything. If you want to say we're deficient, all of us according if you walk according to the flesh anyway are deficient, <laughs> and not one body of people are greater or better than another, even if we want to say clinically and stuff like that. And then with the devil will have people doing... Because again, you to listen to the devil's voice or God's voice. That's why I don't believe in all that stuff. He'll have people on medication and that medication or pharmacia or pretty much uh, alchemy. You you getting into ways where the child... Now, I'm not a person. I'm not an advocate for never taking medicine, okay? I'm just saying you when you are allowing yourself to not be sober-minded or you're having a certain kind of medication that can... Change your genetic makeup and the way that you function. I don't really agree with that at all because, just like how when scientists are trying to clone things or trying to make man or bring life into the world, trying to be like, God, this is another way where man can do this out of pride. And when you're doing this, whether you have good intentions, that fruit is still going to end up being bad because that ain't coming from God to tell you to change what he's already made and done. Now, if it's to help heal, then yes, that's. That's what God does according to his will if that's what he wants. But what that ends up doing, he tells us to be sober-minded and vigilant. The devil doesn't want you to be like, like that. So when you're taking all these drugs, or for example, the most evil, one of one of the most evilest things that I've seen is when people have, what kind of blockers are those called? Or the medicine is where they're they're trying to change, gen, hormone blockers. They're trying to change, the, if the child, has been deceived because their parents don't know no better sitting here listening to other people again oh if the child thinks and feels that they are a male and they're clearly a female then go ahead and give them hormone blockers or the same opposite with if they think they are a female and they're a male that ain't got nothing. That's the type of medicine that's sorcery. That's the type of medicine that that, that is not healing. You. This is where mankind, through the devil's voice, is declaring something to be bad, even though it's good. So woe to those who call good evil and evil good. They're considering something bad. And so now they're trying to act like the savior or trying to act like God to fix and heal what they've declared to be bad, which was not bad to begin with. The lie that you are passing off, you you start off with the lie. Because just just like with the the gender confusion, you start off with the live teaching, or you're autistic, or you're ADHD. I'm going to make up a word that defines a condition that has been made up, and we're going to stick this condition to this behavior pattern and these conditions that we think is there's something wrong, but that's still man's opinion, a very popular opinion, or as what we say, scientific opinion, but it's still an opinion nonetheless. And it's not an opinion that's based on the truth. You'll see here and hear a lot of people talk about with science, knowledge. It's knowledge. But forget about the main thing dealing with science when you're talking about the scientific observation. And they make the, again, I think I've said this previously, where people are filled up. People, people make their opinions God. They make their opinions their idol because it's their voice. They love to hear themselves talk. I actually had known of somebody because I didn't really know them. Where they, they would talk so much. They talk more than me, and I talk a lot. But they talk. <laughs> and this was a the guy. They he talked a lot and a lot. I'm like, calm down. You don't. There has to be a balance, okay? Because it wasn't because he was going through things and venting. It wasn't because of excitement. It was just all the time. <laughs> he makes his voice his idol he has made his voice his idol and he talked so much i'm sitting here thinking ain't no way you hearing from god as much as you talking you pushing him out by your own voice because then when i'm talking or when i hear you talk to other people man we'll be sitting here listening to a ministry video and you're still jabba 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 i'm like we're watching a video be quiet (laughs) or at least comment about the video even if we go off topic at least have it at least gone off topic because we started on watching the video <laughs> or we're listening to a sermon or something. The only time they're quiet is if we actually went to a, a actual building, a church building where we would fellowship because you can't be out talking to pastors. It's tradition that you sit there and you're listening. Outside of that, any other time, jaba jaba, 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 jaba. Made his voice, his opinions, God. And the reason why is because they're God. People that do this, their father is the devil, the God of this world. Because to other, to those of us who are saved, I'm gonna get back on topic in a minute. To those of us who are saved, the voice that's going to be traveling through us is our father, through the Holy Spirit. He's going to be talking. We know when to sit down. He will remind us when we forget. We won't continue forgetting because it will become a habit. It will become our natural new pattern. We won't be conformed to the ways of the world anymore. No so, His voice is what we're listening to. And that's what we love. We can't stop talking about him. We love him so much. That's where our heart is. where God's heart is. But their heart is in the world. Their heart is in sin. sin. They still love it. They still cling to it. And that's all they want to talk about. All you're thinking about and all you're talking about. And so when you are running your mouth that much. And notice how the world is. How often is the world... Because the world hates Jesus. It didn't receive him. And it doesn't. How often is the world talking about the goodness of god no no no, no. they too focused on discount you gotta they have to discount or try anyway discount the things that god is doing or they'll be like well why is there poverty and well with god is so great why did he let this happen da, 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 da. they'll go straight to that because you know what that's just like how a person you know how you got a messy person and they're trying to tear somebody down they have to discount that person in order to be seen that's how the world is and i'm just sitting here like okay i know god exists because i know i hear from him and talk to him but let's live in your imaginary world for just a second that's that's gonna be too much for me but still and in your world god doesn't exist because the world that you know you see that shapes your perspective that's the devil's lies that's his voice so in your world he doesn't exist Because he doesn't talk to you. He also doesn't listen to you. He already, what, what God is already doing is because of God's goodness and fairness to both the wicked and the righteous. But he's not listening to you when it's all just wicked, jabber, jabber, jaw. In your world, this God doesn't exist, right? I know he does, but in your world, he doesn't. So if he doesn't exist in your world, then answer your own question. Why is there so much poverty in the world? Why is there so much this and this and that? Why are kids having all of these issues with their lives and they grow up with cancer and all this other kind of stuff? Because now it's not God's fault, is it? It's man's fault. One of the things that I I really think is going on, as I'm seeing in the video that I made, the first video for Off The Script that I had, our first podcast. Okay, hold on, I had to pause it for a minute because my son was, he loves to grab the vacuum when I'm trying to record. (laughs) But anyway, this is why I got to do my, the ones that are not off the script, they got to be, they have to be done early, early mornings when he's still asleep. But anyway, like when I did the first off the script episode where it was a warning to breastfeeding mothers and the war on children's identity, when, where there was a lot of gender confusion because whatever you believe in, that's what your identity is going to become, right? And if you just keep on preaching that to whoever ears are listening, then that's the only way they're going to be, how they're going to feel, how they're going to look, how they're going to perceive themselves, how they'll dress, how they'll act, even how they will eat, because it all that all has a lot to do with your characteristics, your identity. I would not be surprised, and I'm speaking this now because I do not really know this for certain, but I really think as a theory, I would not be surprised if the same case is for people who may, what we, what mankind considers to be born with deficiencies or uh, certain issues and stuff like that because again going back to your perspective you think that this is a condition that has caused was either like how in the scriptures when the man that was born blind the disciples asked, was he born blind like this because of his parents sin your perspective no and jesus said no that this man was born like this for a time, for this time to, so that Christ can be glorified. So the God, the father can be glorified. Your perspective, when we're born into the world and of the world, before we're born again by our faith in Christ, which means listening and obeying the voice of the good shepherd instead of the devil. Your perspective is already twisted. So you'll say that, oh man, that man has all of this money or These people have all this prestige and they sound so smart and all this other kind of stuff. So therefore, they got it all and they don't. The reality, the truth is they don't. And God knows this. But the same people who have now placed their faith in what the devil says is poverty. What the devil says is what makes you rich, which is chasing after the lust of the flesh. Well, also because their mind and perspective has been shaped and warped into believing that's what rich looks like. And then I'll also be warped into believing his life what poorness looks like. Because a lot of people who do not know Christ think that it's weak to be humble. Turn another cheek. I can't do that. I remember hearing some so called song that was talking about, like, I heard it from a so called friend. I was like, I remember telling him, you need to turn it all, That's a sinful song while it's portraying to be gospel. It's good news for the flesh. He didn't listen. And it's not, that's not the reason why I do not associate with him as so many other reasons. But, This was one of the fruits where I was like, this is what he loved listening to that song because he would play it again around me. After I would tell him, oh, for one, I got to give y'all the name of the song. So what was it called? Try Jesus, Don't Try Me. Because I wanted to do that song in another series that I'm working on right now, but it sounds like gospel, but it's not. So that that would be me when I'm analyzing the fruits of a lot of these songs that claim to be gospel, but they're not. And I have a lot of episodes ready for y'all, but right now I think this is what I'm led to focus on right now to do is off the script. So the song, try Jesus. Don't try me. It's the flesh talking. He said, turn the other cheek. That's just something I can't agree with. Yeah. Because you don't listen to his voice. You don't agree with his voice. You have to be in, in order to be in Christ. You know a lot of people be like saying I'm in, I'm doing things in Jesus' name. In order to be in Jesus, you have to be in the Word to begin with. To be doing things in the Word, which means you're in union and in agreement to the Word of God. When you're not in agreement, or when you hear people say I believe in God, but I don't agree with that, or I don't, you not, no, you don't, you don't believe in God. What you believe, you believe out of God. You're not in Him. When you're in Him, there's no. There's a lot of things when we're in Christ that we may not understand, but we're going to be like, yes, amen. So be it. (laughs) I don't understand, but it doesn't, I don't have to understand because I'm not supposed to know everything. I'm not going to be like how I was when I was born to Adam, trying to get to know everything and to be like you knowing all good and evil. I know now I don't know nothing. So I may not agree or understand why I don't agree about turning the other cheek. What does that mean? There's, it's so many deep meanings behind that. One of them that comes to mind. Somebody slapping you across the face is not threatening your life. Naturally how I where I used to be. I'm like, if you're in my bubble, you threaten my life. But no, they're not a slap to the face, you're not gonna die. I mean, if you die, it was your time to die anyway. That was a powerful slap. But I'm not <laughs> that's just a slap to the face since I wasn't living in that time. But it was believed that if a person would slap someone across the face, kind of like how it is today now, especially a male. It was an insult, a type of insult or an offensive thing to do. And it wasn't somebody coming for your life because a lot of people would take that verse and be like, well, yeah, see, we're supposed to just stand by and let people harm to us and wreak havoc on us. And we can't defend ourselves. We can't defend our family. That's what the devil does when he talks to people like that, because he wants you to still be fighting. He wants you to still be in strife. You know, not just confrontations verbally, but physically. But anyway, the focus that I'm talking on, let's get back on the focus, is that the theory that I have is just like how a child can believe that they are the opposite sex all the way than than what they really are all the way up until adulthood. I mean, when you're hitting on identity, this is spiritual. I would not be surprised the same thing applies to a child who will believe they're deficient or that they have issues because now doctors have said, well, you have Down syndrome and clinically this, 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 and that. And so you're not able to do this, this, and that. Guess who's saying that? I mean, yes, the doctor is observing. And again, I'm not against medical medicine. I'm not against modern medicine at all. (laughs) When I was in labor, I was like, give me that. (laughs) Give me that shot, please. I tried to go natural. I did for the most part, but at, towards the end, I was like, "No, this, are we not done? Yet? No way! No, give it, give it, give me, give me, give me." But the doctor that's saying you can't do something has not made a declarative statement. Anyone that believes that statement is no different than when a it doesn't have to be a doctor because this is a person of authority, and I'm not saying the doctor meant ill will. I just think that you should, just like how we always should be wise with how we use our words. Instead of saying you can't do something, you will have a harder time doing this. That doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means that you may have to work harder with doing X, Y, and Z. For example, I have the sickle cell trait. In certain conditions, which haven't been affected that much, when I'm doing any kind of physical activity and heat or hu- very humid weather, I have a harder time with doing certain things than other people who do not have the trait. It's not the full-blown anemia, it's the trait. Notice I said that I'm having a harder time. Not, I can't do this, I can't run, I can't do this. Because I actually ironically found out that I had that trait when I was in the Marine Corps in South Carolina, in the summer, during the most humid, hottest months of the summer. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, oh, no wonder why I felt like I was dying. When I was just sitting still, I was trying to breathe, I was like, I felt like I had the gas mask on when I was just sitting in India style and I really was having problems with just breathing. And I wasn't used to that. Even though Alabama could get humid, humid, which is where I'm from, it was, n- I never experienced that kind of humidity and it really bothered me. But it didn't mean that I was not capable of doing everything else that everybody else was. I was swaddled in a guy. So when people are sitting here saying, oh, this child is born with down syndrome or they're they're, they're born like this or something's wrong with them. And then they treat them different. I don't think, wh- when you're looking at it, you're treating that person that way because you already believe the perspective that is defining that statistic or defining that stereotype. But that's no different than when a person is looking at me and they, for example, I have a brown, hueish color skin. I don't like ever, I never like seeing them black because especially as an artist, I'm like, that's not black. That's brown. And I don't even know that's brown. It's like a little bit of orange in there. (laughs) But a person that would look at me and say I'm a black woman and then would already have these presuppositions about me. And I'm like, you don't even know me. You don't know what I'm capable of doing. You don't know what I'm not capable of doing. I'm not here to prove it to you, but I'm at the same time, I'm just like, this is a lazy form of judgment. That's why presuming and assuming this is... This all happens when you're judging by sight. So I'm just saying this theory about how you can assume that a person is poor or assume that they are broken or have issues is already started because you believe the lie of what it means to be good and what it means to look good in this world. And again, this all started when I was just in here and thinking about how a lot of people were saying, Oh, when does your son speak or. Or has he spoken yet? I'm like, he talks, he communicates. He he is choicey. He knows how to speak. He used to say mama all the time. And now he just doesn't. (laughs) So he's capable of it. And I'm not too concerned about it. He'll talk when he's supposed to talk. That's just how it is. When you know God is in control, you're on cue, baby. You'll talk when you're supposed to talk. You'll say what you need to say. You know, how do you not know? Because God's the one that's in charge of us even being able to speak to begin with. He is the breath of life. He gives us breath. When you speak in, what is coming out audibly to be able to hear anything? Your breath. To hear your voice. Because the voice of God is also the breath of God, which is Jesus. He's And and all things come from him. It reminds me of when Zechariah... Let me see if I can get the scriptures okay. I'll actually just read this. I don't remember... Where it is right now at the moment, maybe somebody does and they can put this in the comment section. There's been different times where God has silenced or shut the mouth of someone to where they could not speak, just like God's capable of shutting the womb so that a person cannot have a child. And then He can open the womb, but I'm trying to find where it is. Hold on. And where I'm focusing on is really the birth of John the Baptist, where, listen, we'll be at. We're not in Matthew. I think we am going to start in, I think Luke. Luke is, yes, yes, it is Luke. So Zacharias, who was a priest, is John's father. But Zacharias at the time didn't have a child. And his wife, Elizabeth, they were both old and up in age. Remind you of Abraham and Sarah. What I found interesting while I'm talking about this topic is how when Zacharias did not have faith and what the angel of the Lord said to him about being able to have a child zacharias was not able to speak so i want to read about that because god had caused him to not be able to speak and then he had caused him to be able to speak when it was time when when they asked elizabeth what she named this child and she said john and they were like this is not basically it was not a hebrew name it was not a common name and so they went to the man they went to the father and asked him And then his mouth opened up and he said, his name shall be John. So where are we at? I'm going to read that. So I'll, I'll start at Luke chapter five. I'm in King James version this time. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple And when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them, and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Because it was seen as back then that it was a curse of a woman cannot have a child or breastfeed, that there was something wrong with that woman. Now, I want to skip over to Luke. We're still in Luke chapter one, but I want to skip over to verse 57, where we see where Zacharias is going to be able to speak. So this is at the birth of John the Baptist. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son and her neighbors... And her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias, after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote saying, his name is John. And they marveled all. (laughs) And his mouth was open immediately and his tongue loosed. And he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, what manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Now, I actually found that pretty interesting because I wonder, sometimes when I read that, especially after I was pregnant and the things God had been showing me while I was pregnant, things to stay away from, especially doubt. Again, all of this I mentioned in the first episode of Off the Script with a warning to breastfeeding mothers. I wonder if one of the reasons why God shut the mouth of Zacharias was because... In his voice, there was doubt, and that did not need to be around his wife while John was in her womb. And it's interesting because his voice was shut at the temple. What? And that's the whole time while Elizabeth was pregnant, his voice was shut because we can see that his voice didn't open, his mouth wasn't loosened, his tongue wasn't loosened until they were they asked him what his name what his son's name should be called and he wrote down. His name shall be called John, which is where he was obeying God. He had faith. Yeah, that was God speaking. You know, he didn't have a say-so in how things were going to be and all this other kind of stuff. But I just wonder about that sometimes. Because, yeah, you. when I was pregnant, I was not around. I did not want to be around. So certain people, especially f- people that just feed all anxiety and they're all, you know... They're the parable of the seed that's wrapped up in the thorns of the world. They they, they they care about the cares of this world. I couldn't be around that. I was like, I can't be around that. Not while I'm pregnant. Not period, but definitely not while I'm pregnant. Because you're going to put that into me. And I know it's definitely spiritual warfare on women that are pregnant. But notice how God is demonstrating and showcasing how. And it's interesting how he said, you did not believe my words. Because people fascinated about angels. Angels just mean messenger. So it makes me wonder if Gabriel was just another name of God because he said, you did not believe my words because you didn't believe my words that pretty much his mouth was going to be shut. But on God's time, are you going to be speaking on his time? He can close your mouth up. He can open it up where you're capable of speaking or not capable of speaking. It's not that Zacharias had an inability. He could have been born that way. It's not saying that this person was better than this person. That's what people do. We tend to say this is the best thing, that's better. We go, we again, when you make your opinions, God is like the final say so in your mind. And when you believe that one individual is better than another just because of their just because of their skin color or because of how they're physically made or how they think when you're going off of, um, stats, you're going off of uh, academics, people lose their lives. People be committing suicide over this mess because you're basically saying that these standards of how a man judges how a person can think and interpret and perceive things or how they can better memorize things is this score and therefore this score based off of again our standard and opinion and preference of what we think is right and good is better than this score and again all of this all based on man's opinion instead of god's word who made you so why do you even care about what people speaking to my old self why do you even care about what people are saying that's trying to define you (laughs) So the idea that, oh, yeah, my son or my daughter has not started talking yet or they may have some issues because they can't sit still or because all of this. A lot of this, I think a lot of people, parents, end up putting their children in bondage because they put their trust in man and man's opinion. When, they're, when man is trying to diagnose you, if you're the parent that's going to the doctor before you go to God, who is your God? That you're seeking counsel and advice from? Mankind. And who feeds and talks to mankind that is not obeying God or doesn't believe in God? The devil. I mean, they're telling the truth when they say, I don't believe in God. It's like, yes, I know this. Because if you do not acknowledge and glorify God as God, you're not in him. He's not in you. So you don't believe in him. But you believe out of him, though. Because God even says that they know they know God's like they know who I am they just don't they don't acknowledge me and glorify God, me as God so you're going to that person instead of going to God himself who made you or who made the child that's in you who gave the child life stop believing that mess that oh I gave you life I can take it away no you didn't you didn't give life that's the that's pride you didn't even give yourself life how are you gonna talk about you gave somebody else life you were used for God's glory and goodness. Life came from God. Woman come from man, because we come from the seed. Through man, because woman is or female, and male is considered man. So for me, because I know I'm confusing me y'all, <laughs> I'm confusing myself. I came from man, from man's seed. I'm born of man. Through man, specifically the female kind from God. Man didn't make me. He didn't make me. He already was born with the seed in him. How are you going to talk about, I made this, I made that. You were born with what are, what you already came into the world with What the pride. But you're you're listening to those voices instead of God's voice. And then wonder why something is not happening or something's not working. For it is by faith that you can be saved. It was by faith that the woman that, that caught on to the cloak of Jesus while he was walking, that she was healed. She was healed by her faith. She had faith that Jesus would heal her. The man who had asked Jesus to heal his son, it was by his faith that he was healed. So it was by faith in the word of God that you are healed. wonder what doubt would do. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people cause a lot of the heartache and stuff that they place on themselves. When you're eating the fruit that comes from the devil, you're, you're feasting on death because you're feasting on lies. They're not going to come straight out and be obvious. or you think They're obvious when you're in Christ because when you're in the truth, you see all the lies. Clear as day. But when you're not in the truth, they don't look like lies. They just sound like science or knowledge. But what knowledge is this coming from? Because it ain't the knowledge of God. It's from the fruit, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you're feasting on that death. What do you think is going to end up happening to you and then your child? It's no different than how people place curses on themselves by disobedience, but then place curses on other people. That's one way I believe. Again, it's a theory, but I really think this is a way that people end up placing curses and sicknesses or illnesses on their child because there, there could be nothing wrong with that child. That child may God may actually end up saying, God may end up have saying and have for the appointed time for your child is not speaking right now for example if there's someone whose child is two or three and they're not speaking he may have them to not speak until they're four or five because that's god's will but here come man the standard of when children should speak and do this activity and this, this 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 and that is at this age at this time and or around this time window because this is what we have observed and, th- and what we observe in our opinion is fact and if you don't take it as that because we have authority, something's wrong with you and something is wrong with you if you don't line up with our opinion, they don't have the final say so. The child may not just want to talk. <laughs> but now you didn't actually place a identity. My child has ADHD. My child has, my child is autistic. My child is this, you didn't place this identity just like how you can place the identity of well, my child is black my child is white they can't do this they can't do that they're not gonna be like this in the world they gotta work harder to do this No what ended up happening oh well, i gotta get my child some medicine so i'm gonna open up my child even more to more demonic spirits and stuff like that because you're not sober minded there I, I remember watching a video a while back about how that man a video i watched of a guy who was in his 20s and he was depressed he was he made a video i had a lot of views years ago where he was talking against giving your children medicine just because the teacher's say this is something wrong with your child because it made him and many others get hooked and being addicts of drugs they like soft drugs they they helped open the gate to go and venture out and do more but the people that are in rebellion to god that hey god why does god let that happen why are you in disobedience why are you asking a question with question why are you in disobedience if you are because that will answer your question when you do things God's way, everything's peace, paradise, and joy. Do things your way, what ends up happening? I'm just I just want to I'm here to make you think. I want you to think and really to think about God, but I want you to think. <laughs> okay, because a lot of times we say things and we're not in just again, we just run at the mouth. We think our ideas sound good and stuff like that, because it sound good. Theories. We didn't sit here and flate it up. We inflated theories to facts now. Not just now, but have been. This is a scientific theory and it's, and they treat it like it's a fact. This is a scientific opinion. We treat it like it's a fact. Facts is the truth, not subjective. It is there, the truth, whether you're there or not, whether there has been a meeting, a board meeting amongst scientists across the world or not. It was there before you were even born. That's Jesus. (laughs) Before you came in running your mouth, trying to say, Oh, there's something wrong with this child. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. What did God say first? Let's, let's see. What, what did he say first? And what does he say last? Since he's the first, he's the first and the last and everything in between. And whatever he says is what goes, not what everybody else says. Not even what you say. Cause again, you, you don't even want to listen to what you say and what you think is right. What did Eve, what happened with Eve? The serpent gave her some new knowledge. Eve took it upon herself. She's thinking in her head, either she, I'm not sure if she said it out loud or she thought in her head. So I'm going to, I'm going to retract that, but it says that Eve looked upon the fruit and she thought that it was good. She considered that it was good for food. It was pleasurable to the sight and good for food. So even Eve's opinion was not rooted in Christ. That same fruit that God already said is that if you eat it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. Not maybe, not later on. You will die. That's the truth. Whether Eve came into the world or not, that was the truth. The fruit is the lies, the voice of the devil. Because your faith, your identity, your thought process, your perspective, all of that will be now rooted in lies and death when it was once rooted in the truth. Because that's where you came from. That's what you were made in the truth. You were made in the word of God, by the word of God. Through the word of God. Now you're going away from life. You're going away from the word of God. That's death. Not just you disappearing. From, no, not just you no longer being able to walk up on, upright in the world. No, true death. A lot of people who are spiritually dead walking. Because they, they're away from life while they're alive. And I'm not going on that. that that. I'm not, this is not in relation to this false belief that your hell is on earth. No, it's not. Hell ain't on earth. Because you wouldn't be over here talking about it like you are now. It's something you don't want to experience. Hell was made for the devil and the demons. Earth ain't hell. It's that in-between before the last judgment for those who lived life on earth that didn't want God. That loved what the voice of the devil was saying. But yes, I just, the more I'm talking, it don't even seem like a theory. (laughs) But since I'm not sure, I'm just saying this is a theory. I don't, I don't want to say this. this is anything that I'm teaching. Where I know it's the truth for a fact, like a shadow of it doubt, that's mainly because this is something that I've been meditating on The God's been showing me. I've been taking notes on him and studying his word. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And every time I would doubt something, he would actually come in and correct me. This is not a topic. And I may have a couple of more that are like that. So that's why I'm still saying this is a theory. But I'm really thinking that's how a lot of people, because you can make yourself sick if you believe it. You can. If you're focusing on things, you're focusing on death. So if you're focusing on things that are horrible, the evil that goes on in the world, you're meditating on, you're focusing on, you got to tune into it every night. I didn't know what's going on in my local neighborhood. You don't. Your flesh says you do. You want to be like God knowing everything that's going on in the world. But you're not God. God can handle it. You can't. But the devil know that. You make yourself sick. You continue clinging on to people who make you sick when you just be around them. They call you, and and you you look at their name and you start getting sick. But you answer the phone and you entertain them. You made yourself sick. But they were speaking ain't life. With that life they live in ain't life. The fruits they present ain't life. That's why you feel that way. If you love life. I don't know how people feel when they don't love life, they don't love God, but they still love to feast on evil. I'm pretty sure they still get sick. I'm pretty sure they don't. They still may feel the same way that I do, but I don't know because if you, I've never been in that mindset to never want the truth, I've always wanted the truth since I was little. I've always wanted the truth. We having a conversation. Let's get to the solution. I will. I'm. We can talk. We can. We can converse. We can talk for hours and hours, but I'm gonna need to see a reason why. We're in this conversation. We need to get to the truth. Because <laughs> otherwise, you just wasting my time. And it's irritating, too. That's one of the reasons why I never really care for surface-level conversations. Like, I really hate small talk. I always hated it. I have to sit here and, and come up with something to talk about. Well, no, if I don't want to talk to you, I'm just not going to talk. Or if I don't want to say something, I don't need you to break the ice. I'm fine in peace. If I'm in a whole crowd and it's quiet, I'm okay. <laughs> if it's talking, I'm okay. It did not matter to me either way. I'm content in all things. It does not matter to me in e- either way. My son is tearing up my house. I'm not giving no, no attention, y'all. Stop. Stop, 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 please. Before we break it. But I'm, I'm content in all things. So it's like, I don't need that. You don't have to sit in the house with me and we have to talk all the time. Because you feel nervous. Why are you nervous for? For what? Just calm down. Be still. Be quiet. (laughs) We're good. We're good here. Let's stay here in silence. Sometimes. But yeah, there's so many ways that you can cause yourself to be under a curse, which again, that's in rebellion. So anytime you're going your way, you allow yourself to now be cursed. It's not just what we usually associate curse with as far as Witchcraft and sorcery, yes, but that the, that's just a part of it. That's that's just a manifestation of someone that is cursed already. And they bring in curses on other people who are already cursed if they're not in Christ. You're either cursed or you're in Christ. You're in a curse or you're in Christ. God don't even curse people. If you look at Genesis, when they disobey, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, he pronounced to them what's going on because you yeah, know he he reveals the truth. He letting them know you are now cursed but he did not place the curse on them. People, we do it to ourselves when we go our own way. He's the healer, not a curser. The people that be cursing you out and condemning you, that's, that's coming from the devil. They try to make cursing seem like it's good. No, that's just idle talk coming from the mouth. Mahalo, little. Stop it. That's just idle talk coming from the mouth. Pointless, empty speech. Just to be seen, look cool. When God speaks, especially when he's speaking through you, everything is intentional. There's a reason for how he said why he said and how it's going to be said and when it's going to be said. It's not just some random words that's just foul mouth and garbage. You can curse yourself to do that, too. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I don't believe in this whole, yeah, my child is this, my child is that. I no, know something's wrong with my child. Uh, they can't do this, they can't do that. They're not going to be able to do this, not going to be able to do that because... My child's not speaking right now. He's not speaking in English. I'm spending a lot of time with him. A lot of time. With ABCs and reading. And he's he's very intelligent. My son is pointing to pictures and stuff. He's good with memorization. He's just not speaking the words right now. Do I think something's wrong with him? No. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think anything's wrong with him. I don't think he's... Because I've had somebody ask me that before. He's He just turned two. Do you think he's autistic? You think... No, 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 no. Nope. I don't think, here's the problem. I don't, I don't think. (laughs) I'm not thinking about my own thoughts. I meditate on the thoughts of God. That's what I strive for. I will falter at times, but when I do and I feel myself getting off course, no, 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 no. I don't want to think. I know. You want to, do you know if he has or maybe autistic? No. No. I don't, hold up. (laughs) I don't believe he is. Because that's something that man has declared. And not if there's something wrong with my son or if there's something about my son, I'm very confident that my father will show me. It's interesting because, and it's not just me. I may put some pictures up here, some screenshots when I was watching some videos about mothers. They commented about how when they were pregnant, they had dreams about their child. And in the dream, their child looked just like how they did in the dream. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that's how it was with me. Before I even knew the sex of my baby, which is going to be only male or female. Before I knew, and I could have because after I had I gotten to the point in pregnancy where I, I had the ultrasound and they could have shown me if the baby was going to be a boy or a girl. And I just I just didn't want to know. I said I wanted it to be a surprise. And so I didn't know. I also my the name for my son, Mahalalel, that came from God. I said, because I, I've devoted my son to the Lord, I did not want to name him. And so my whole pregnancy, he went with no name. That's why I really, relaced, I, I really relate a lot to Elizabeth when I read, when I just read that, because I was thinking about how, oh, I didn't know the name of my son until like the week before he was born. It was on a Wednesday. Never forgot that. And I had a dream. And in the dream, the word Mahalalel came up and it, it was pronounced for me. Now, when I go in scriptures, I was like, when I woke up, I was like, that name sounds familiar. And it's in the genealogy in Genesis when it's going through such and such, begot such and such, and such and such, begot such and such. I usually used to just skim through that. <laughs> but because I skimmed through it, I was like, I don't remember that. But Mahalalel. And it was to be said like Mahalalel, not Mahalo. And Mahalalel, I think it was the grandfather, the great-grandfather of Noah. Here we go. I'm in Genesis chapter five. Oh, went straight to it. And Canaan lived 70 years and begot Mahalel. And Canaan lived after he begot Mahalalel 840 years and begot sons and daughters. And all days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. And Mahalalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. And Mahalalel lived after he begot Jared. See, and it just, you know, it continued going on and on. That was the only time I remember even reading or really skimming. That never really said that word before. Never heard it outside of reading it in a genealogy, and all throughout pregnancy, people were saying like, you know, you got to name him. You you know, he's he's going to have no name, and all, and they're like, no, 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 I'm not hearing that. I trust in the Lord. He knows I devoted him. He knows I devoted my son to him, and I want him to be in control of everything going on, all the way down to his name. Cause he's dedicated to the Lord. He belongs to the Lord. He'll name him. How do you know you're almost, you, you know, you're in your, your last, you're about to have your baby. He'll have his name. <laughs> and it's interesting cause I kept it to myself. I did not tell then his name, even though I had the name long before I was pregnant. Cause it, I mean, not pregnant, before I had him because it was a week before I had him and I had to have induced labor. I had told his name to everybody, even his dad after He was born. And I didn't know why at the time. I just felt like, no, they don't need to know until after he's born. So now that you have a little history lesson into my life, a little piece of it, big piece, but a little piece. Uh, Yeah, as far as uh, he should be talking right now or all this other kind of stuff, I was like, no, I'm not concerned about that. I'm not concerned. And I, I know he doesn't have any issues. He's the way he's supposed to be. He's the way God made him to be. And I already know. I'm excited. I just don't know how or when. But I already know he'll be glorifying God. I'm not worried about it. So however he's made, he may may want to talk and don't want to at the same time. God may have it to where some kids aren't talking. And it's not because they have an issue like how people say. It may be just because God, since he's a teacher, he knows because he's teaching children. He is teaching babies and children all kinds of stuff. You come into the world knowing nothing. The child is not just going to observe you and just know how to do something. No. Still the father's hand and the kids, he, all understanding comes from him. Still his hand is in talking to children and teaching them. Taking care of them, and watching over them. Because I don't know how many times my son had flicked around, almost bust his head when I wasn't looking. And he was just fine. Doing something he shouldn't have been doing stop it baby but he may not even want He God may actually have that child or that baby to be quiet so that they can observe and be better at observing and taking in things that can may not be able to be taken in as well if you're talking all the time Because you know when the child's talking I, I already know when my son starts talking he can be talking a lot because it kind of reminds me of how like if a person is blind now they're, they're blind, but all their other senses are not heightened. And how do we know that's not the case for a person that's not I talking? If anything, I think it's a blessing in this world. With much speech comes sin. you running your mouth too much. Just be quiet. Why are you going to place something on the child like they're autistic or something's wrong with them? Yeah, according to you. No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a part of the board of... You're, you're just trying to give me an explanation for why you believe... Why man thinks they know what they're talking about and it's not working. It, it's not still doesn't change my answer according to you or according to that person because according to god what did he say if you're really a scientist you're looking at all variables and avenues even the ones that you feel that you don't subjectively want to follow or believe because if you're just going off of your feelings then you're not really a scientist are you I- <laughs> yeah baby i know oh but yeah, just our speech, our words, what we end up doing with them. If we're, It's how the blind leads the blind. The blind is sitting here eating up everything that they're hearing and seeing and then saying, this is the truth. And they keep eating it, killing themselves. And then other people that are following and listening to them are doing the same thing. So I really theorize. I really think that a lot of what ends up happening to children, especially babies, when they have these certain so-called diagnoses and stuff like that, they didn't go to God. These are people that are going to man because even if the child did have a certain condition that makes it harder for them to do something, that's not going to be their identity. The child, notice that 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 specific child now, if you notice, they're living that way. They have to do things this way. We don't need to say special ed. You just say this is just a different class. That's it. I'm not being PC because I can't stand that, but I'm just saying in general, like you don't need to. You're not special. (laughs) I'm not special. You're not special. Okay? In God's eyes, all of us are special to him. But I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about according to the flesh. You ain't special. Ain't nothing special about you. Ain't nothing special about you. We're all here. Thank God you have life. And then the people who are ungrateful for God and the life they're given, they're over here going to start talking about the life that they have. I ain't like this. I ain't like that. All that's envy. That's where that comes from. And privilege, that whole, yeah, about, well, I'm not pretty enough. And you get all these preferences and privileges because you're pretty. Will you believe that in beauty, in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> if you believe that, then it's really that confidence, that low esteem. Other people are not going to respect you because you don't respect yourself. And it's not because of that. That's just the, the correlation they already don't respect themselves. So they're not going to be capable of respecting somebody else because they hate themselves. They can't love their neighbor if they hate themselves, right? But if you hate yourself, what are you going to expect? You're going to keep receiving hate because that's what you're already feeding yourself. So if you're saying, I'm not pretty, I'm too dumb. I'm not smart enough, I'm this and that. I'm da-da-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. you are saying all of this stuff. (laughs) I'm da-da-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. I'm dumb. No, we're all dumb. We all don't know everything. You're allowing that person to say you're high class or you're high valuable because they have placed their opinion is their God. So they think that in their eyes, they have not placed their preferences. Nothing wrong with having preferences. Because there wasn't nothing wrong with Adam seeing his wife for the first time and saying, Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He ain't nothing wrong with having preferences. Once you have allowed those preferences or your opinions to become the standard pridefully. And then you're judging people off of that standard. That's where the problem is. So not only you believe that should be the standard of everybody, and this is how a lot of scientific diagnosis start, but cause then you'll have like a group of people or mankind. They'll agree on the same preference. And then they all agree that this will be the standard. And then now everybody else should be in agreement with that standard. Even if it's wrong, a lot of times it can be right. Just like how a lot of times it can be wrong. People are flawed. So not everything that's coming from your so-called scientists or people of authority is right. Only that's going to come from God. So once that person has made the preference that, well, first they've already believed in the lie of that identity that they have now said, I want as a preference, for example, cause I know I lost some people there. If you believe that your identity is rooted in the color of your skin and you now may believe that what's the most common thing that's associated with believing in that specific identity. If for I'll give you an example, let's say a white guy, a a person that says, I'm a white guy. And in my community culture of the world, my community says that, you know, I should date a white woman and it's, it's far-fetched to date a black woman or an Asian woman. Now you, you've already started off with believing I'm a white man and I must think this way. I must act this way. I must talk this way. None of that. God didn't even say none of that. Then you have now, your preference in Black women may be rooted in just how you like how they look more than their morals, more than their mind, right? So you're now fetishing over that because that's your preference. But it turns into lust when you only seek after Black women because of this idea that you have in your head about them that has been given to you for the world. That has also been giving you your identity. It ain't coming from God. Whereas God, what does he say in his word? It's very simple. Men, when it comes to women, you stay away from the harlots. He, he, he gives you such a clear description of a wayward woman. I had to really sit and just study hard to find the description of a wayward man, <laughs> he gave y'all a whole book, proverbs, because the man that's talking slick and stuff like that—it's actually pretty simple for us ladies. If he if he ain't leading you to Christ, get away. <laughs> we may not even need that much. A man is more decided about his ways than a woman will be. We'll be fiddle. Man'll be either he in or he out. There is no in between. <laughs> that's probably why the the devil approached Eve, the serpent because she was fickle. Probably didn't even go to Adam, not because he was a man, or because he was not the weaker vessel. These are things we infer in Scripture. It may may well be, because Adam is set. <laughs> he's set. He in the truth. He's set. But he was still indecisive too, because he shouldn't have took the fruit if he was really, really set in the truth. But the point I'm making is that the man now is going out venturing for black women, not because... The woman is beautiful on the inside, not because of what she stands for, if it's the truth or not. He's just all about, oh, she looks gorgeous. Lust of the eyes. And then let's say that relationship, let's go to the other side. Let's say if that black woman was like, uh, I know I'll be doing better than black men if I go to a white man. Now, what did you just do? Your your identity is placed in your flesh, how you look. So now you've already subjugated to the standard and the stereotype. And then now you're believing, you're walking by sight, by the stereotype of what the world says a white man is. Even if the statistics are by the majority of whatever you believe in, you still don't know if that individual specific man thinks or acts or talks his way. But you're all together. And on the outside, everybody's like, oh, they're such a beautiful couple. Oh, they love each other. No, they don't. They're in lust. God sees. They were in lust before. Because when you're in lust, you're in lies. They were in lust before they met. They were in lust. Their union is made off of lust. And if they're happily in lust, yeah, they'll be happily to, quote unquote, happily together in lust, but they're not in love. They still, neither one of them had experienced love. Because coming together, God wasn't, they were not first the bride of Christ. So God wasn't first. They were not first married to Christ and they came together in lust again. And this is going to be another topic for another time. One of the many reasons why everybody's like, oh, there's so many marriages failing. And they're like, well, what? God, what about that? What about you? You're the one in the wrong. God cannot be mocked. <laughs> it failed. Why? Because again, let's go off of your perspective and your mindset that God doesn't exist. Because again, that's what the devil's saying, right? It ain't true, but that's what he's saying to you. Where God doesn't exist according to you according to your lies you believe in, why our marriage is failing again. Point the finger back at you so you can do something about it. (laughs) And the only way you can do something about it is by doing or believing in the word of God. That's the work of God. To believe in the name of whom the Father has sent. You believe in Jesus, you're going to be able to do good because good comes from him. You don't do good by just pointing fingers and living leaning on your own understanding I mean I don't have to tell you that you can see that for yourself look at the world marry the wrong person happy wife happy life you brought you brought a curse on yourself what do you mean happy happy I think I looked up a while back how happy the etymology of the word happy is rooted in foolishness happy is like the alternate version the illusionary version of kindness and joy just like how worldly sorrow is in opposition to godly sorrow somebody that's truly apologizing is sorrowful but someone that's truly sorrowful about what they have done is going to have the effort and the initiative to work at not doing it again it may not happen overnight but there is still effort to god and must see the faith there's still effort the desire to do what is right that's why godly sorrow leads to repentance, which leads to salvation. Worldly sorrow leads to death. So you'll be listening to, oh, worldly sorrow. I mean, well, oh, I'm sorry. And you're getting that from the world. You're not getting that from somebody who desires to do right, which means they desire to do right by God. And that's the only way they can do right by you. They just want to do right by themselves. And that's why it leads to death. Because, again, as I said in the other podcasts, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but that way ends in death. Simple as that. But too many people, a lot of times, too many people are, are placing themselves on curses. You're already doing that if you're in disobedience, but you're remaining in that. It even says in Scripture, why are you Why are you going back to bondage to those of us in Christ? Going back to the ways of this world of... You know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go read it. Let me go get it. <laughs> I think I read that in another podcast, but this one I got to read it in this one. Let me see. To focus on the commandments of man... And this is one of those examples of that where the person is like, well, man said, this is what's wrong with my child. Well, for one, they said something is wrong. How do they know that's the truth? They just said it It doesn't mean anything. That's why it's good to have. Oh, this is even going back to what I had said before in the other podcast where there's a lot of witchcraft going on in labor rooms and stuff like that. And I remember reading a comment where this woman, again, I think I am going to end up posting this on the screen, but. And here it is where this man told a story about his wife when she was pregnant and how they were saying that there's going to be, there's something wrong with your child. You need to abort your child. And they went and got a second opinion. It was in the labor room, but this is, was like a checkup. They got a second opinion and the doctor said that there's nothing wrong. You don't need this operation and you won't need to abort your child. There's some demonic people in them hospitals, but... If if they went along with what the doctor said, because if it, if the child is not supposed to go through to full term, that's God's job. That's off of what He says. If the child's going to be born with complications, it ain't your say so. That's what God says. He knows full well what He's doing. They try to pull in your heartstrings. That's how the devil works. He'll pull in your heartstrings to try to get you to, well, you know, you don't want your child to be in this world and to suffer and da 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 da. da, da and they have the life have have life harder than it. They already placed, they already basically trying to say that they know the whole child's life before they even came into the world. And what they're missing is the point of life because the people that are speaking like this, they they, they feast on death. So they don't love life. They don't love life and they try to deceive people who do love life. That life is not that important. And if it is, then they're not grateful for the life that God gave them because there's always something more, because the flesh always wants more. There's always something else that I need, something else. I. Why am I made this way? Why do I look this way? Why do not I don't get these privileges? I got to go fight for them. I got to go make a person look at me a certain type of way because I know my life matters. If you, you already know your life matters. You didn't have to go out and protest about it. But in the way that you're going about it is death, mm-hmm. teaching other people that all oh, the child is need they don't need to come to the world with that all the circumstances that you're living in and this is not a good circumstance see how they're making these they making these judgments like god don't see this right now they're making all of that those those statements and declarations as, as if god is not intervening because again in their world in their perspective he's he's not he's not their god he's not intervening their god is death the father of lies And these are the same type of people that are going to be speaking judgments on your child or on you saying you can't do this or you to this, you to that. And if you don't, if you. And I've seen this in people that I used to talk to, they're older than me. And it's, it hurts. If you believe this, this stuff, the longer you listen to these lies, the more embedded that crap gets into your mind, your psyche, your spirit. And that it already has, you already become that but whether you realize it or not, you're giving glory to the voice of the devil yeah. while being in bondage. So while he's being glorified by his lies, you're in bondage. See, so don't care about you. You're under a curse. And so that's why I think when people are sitting here saying, yeah, my child is this, my child is that, they can't do this, they can't do that, or that. You know what? Live day to day. See, be grateful for the fact that you got your child, okay? You live day to day. And you take care of what you've been given by God. Don't listen to them other naysayers. They don't know what they're talking about anyway. They don't, literally, they don't know what they're talking. Jesus said they know not what they do. He was talking about how them people were hanging them on the cross. They didn't even know they were putting God who made them on the cross. They know not what they do. And so they also ain't going to know what they're talking about when they in sin. If they ain't speaking life, get away from it. Get away from it and get away from them. Cause that's all the devil wants to do. That's all the devil wants to do is to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take every opportunity that you have at life. He wants to take you away from life. I want to even, before I go, I want to read back, we're going to go back to Genesis, where how Eve was tempted by the devil, by the serpent, how he keeps you away from life. When you listen to his voice, You may hear, but hold up. Hearing and listening are two different things. Hearing, if you, you know, when we're born of Adam, when we're born into this world, we know how the voice sounds. We know how the devil sounds like. We just don't know that's him because we don't know him. In order to know somebody, there has to be truth at that foundation. And ain't no truth found in the devil. Because you got to be honest about your identity. Ain't no truth in the devil. That's how we don't know that's his voice. And that's why a lot of times people walking around saying that this is God saying this. And it's like, no, it ain't. Do you know who God is? That's not his character. You forgot his name. That's not his character. But because he ain't saying that, he don't change. He ain't finna change for you. Well, I'm gonna worship God in my way. What you just said is I'm gonna obey God in my way because that's what worship is. That's how I know the devil talking to you. But how the serpent kept Eve from attention on the tree of life. Let's go back to that real quick. She was already fickle. She was already debating. You can tell she was already thinking about getting eating from that tree, and the serpent, the devil, he's watching, he's seeing everything that's going on. Jesus gave us this example, when the serpent, the devil approached him in the wilderness and tempted him, he stayed firm in the word of God, because he can't deny himself, he is the word, but let me, let me go back to, I'm trying to turn to the page, I'm trying to keep my, my son from I'm eating, eating up my cheese, got in the refrigerator again, Daddy. okay, I'm gonna turn to, I already know, it. it's in Genesis chapter 3, while I'm getting in the bed, so we're in how the serpent kept attention from the tree of life. So, have you focusing on death? And this is how they ended up with a curse on himself. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Yea, ye shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, to make one wise. She took out the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Notice that here's what the serpent said. Okay. We're going to go back to verse one where the serpent said to Eve, Yea, hath God said... Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Starts off here. That's not what God said. Okay. So he's like he's trying to strike doubt into her or to even make her to consider. But notice he just said, Did God say not to eat of every tree of the garden? Let's go back to what God actually says. He says, I'm going to come back over here. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Okay, so clearly, the serpent's already coming in saying, did God say you you can't eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. So... So far she got the command right. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. So I just read the command that God said. He clearly did not say, You shall not touch it. So she added onto the command of God. Then and then this is this is by her hearing the voice she's already kind of taking in what he's saying because she's considering already to eat the fruit the the serpent just pushed her a little bit more to go ahead and do it because god did not say don't touch the fruit he just said don't eat from the fruit specifically from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but now we go here where it says where she had said but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden this is where the serpent got her to think about eating from him because he didn't correct her he's not going to the truth is not in him and we're going to go back to chapter two real quick and then we're going to go back to that point remember the point where i i read where eve said but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god said you shall not eat it neither shall ye touch it, unless you die so let's go back to where god planted these trees so genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul and the lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the lord god to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil okay so i just read chapter 2 verses 7 through 9 now, God placed the tree of life in the middle of the garden. That's what mist means. So he, he placed the tree of life in the middle of the garden with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve said that God said not to eat from yeah. the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. What, what well, I just said it. What also was in the midst of the garden? She's right there with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what was also in the midst of the garden, the tree of life, which means God was there. He's He's everywhere. Okay. We already know that since Jesus is the tree of life, but since Jesus is the tree of life and he's in the midst of the garden, because everything revolves around Jesus, he was there. He saw, he already knew that Adam and because he already knew Adam and Eve were considering to take the fruit. He was already there watching and seeing them about to disobey because he was also in the midst of the garden. Eve was already directly focused on taking from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to the point where she just messed up God's command. She basically said that God said don't eat from the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. So that not only means that she she thought that God said don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil lest you surely die but that also includes the tree of life. That's not true, Eve. If you eat from the tree of life, you will not surely die. Notice how the serpent didn't correct her. You notice that, right? He already knows that you eat from God and you're going to die. You go into the tree of life, the fruit that comes from that tree is life. Neither does he tell Eve that eating from him or to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. In fact, he says the opposite because I will continue, which is what most of us already know. He says, it says, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Hmm. Satan is already in rebellion. The serpent, who is the devil, he's already in rebellion. So he's not gonna lead you to Christ. He's gonna lead you in opposition to Christ. So in his lie, he had the opportunity because of course he wouldn't, because the truth's not in him, but he had the opportunity to tell Eve that the tree of life doesn't God didn't say that about the tree of life that's in the middle of the garden. But by him not even correcting her and bringing attention to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it also implied the false belief she was already dwelling on, which was the tree of life. Don't don't eat or touch from the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, unless you surely die. So uh, he encouraged what she already was believing in rebellion. She was already, she didn't keep the word of the Lord in her heart. When you keep it, you're not going to add or take away from it because you, you, you're going to be solid. You already know what God says because you're meditating on it. You can't, you're not, you keep the word, you're not going to be able to add or take away from it because that's all you're going to be meditating on, what he actually says. You're, your sin starts in your head first before you actually end up doing it. Jesus already showed us that when he said that if you look upon a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. So we're seeing here where Eve, she's already in rebellion. Which is why the manifestation of this rebellion is her taking the fruit and eating it. By her taking the fruit, that's symbolic of her listening and obeying the devil. Because the fruit is his voice. And then what ends up happening? Identity change. How she thinks she is or how she perceives the world, her whole perspective changes. It even says that, and the eyes of them were open and they knew that they were naked. She was able to see that she had sinned. Yes, physically naked. That may be so. But nakedness in scripture is focusing on your shame and they tried to cover their shame and we see that it is not by you covering your shame by your fig leaves because they after they noticed that they were naked they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons you still can't hide from God so even through your works of what you think is righteousness you're still not gonna be able to hide your shame from God he still sees it but then what does it do God shows that he covers their shame and Unto Adam also, and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. So God clothed their shame. But the point that I'm making is how the devil will get you to focus on him and his lives if you're already off course. And this definitely happens to people who don't know the word God. Children need to know who God is. They need to hear and us as parents being the first examples of Christ in their lives. To demonstrate through our actions, not just audibly, but by our actions, who God is and how he will work through you. How things are better doing things God's way than any other way that there is. Because there's, there's a many of ways. There's a broad way. There are broad paths, and wide path, but it all leads to destruction. But narrow and straight is the path that leads to eternal life and few find it. Few find it. But I also like to say at the same time, if you want it, if you want life, you bring life into the world, show them what life is. And you speak that through you, you speak that to your child. Not what the world is telling you to say. Not what the world's thinking. Cause it don't even matter anyway. All those opinions and stuff, all of that, again, it's still perishing. That's why I said, like, if I think about something that's uh, my flesh is perishing. It doesn't even matter about what I say. It's what God says. What is he saying? What he's saying ain't perishing. It's eternal. That's why he has the final word. The beginning and the final word. The beginning word to bring us all up in here. Into this. <laughs> into creation. And then the final word. To take sin out of it. Why would you want to listen to any other word? Actually, I had made this song. I think I'm going to sing it. I might make a little animation to it too. Cause it's kind of cute before we end this. I made a little song that I sing to my son. A lot. He really loves it. I sang it to him when he was a little well, little baby boy, even though he's too he's still my little baby boy. And I said, Hold on, Mahalo, Are you ready, baby? Baby, baby. Say, are you ready, baby? Baby? Are you ready, baby? 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 Are you ready, baby? Baby? When you only care about Jesus, you only care about his praise. You won't really care about another's praise cause it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, no, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> when you only care about Jesus, you gon' only care about his praise. You won't really care about another's praise cause it doesn't matter anyway. Uh oh, it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anyway. Nope. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening Let god's word be the final say so you trust in his word and his alone. don't put your trust in man especially man that's sitting there over here telling you what your child is they don't even know who they are you get your identity from christ alone not through what a high fashionable degree says again i'm not discounting doctoral degrees but Gotta remember, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And knowledge to a lot of people in the colleges and stuff like that, puffing them up so much, they they being puffed up with lies and they're getting a degree in it. Shame. Anyway, love you all. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.